Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Scotty Taylor Jr. Podcast. I'm excited to have you here, and I'm excited if you are noticing a change in quality of microphone. So one of my listeners was actually um, reached out and said, like, I love your podcast, but the audio quality needs to be upgraded. And so I took that to heart. So I appreciate you reaching out and I decided to go out and buy a new microphone. So I'm now using the Yeti Blue, I believe is the name of it. Um, I'm not like a a really well-educated on microphone. So I did some research. I asked my video editor. I asked my social media manager and this is what they recommended. So hopefully you're enjoying this new crisp audio sound for your ears. And uh, yeah, let's just get into the episode. So today's episode was inspired by um, one of my favorite things to talk about, which is hard work. And what I'm going to share with you in this episode are three things that I believe are required in order to have your hard work really reap maximum results, maximum benefits. So what are three things that you need to have foundationally that you need to have in order for your hard work to start to really see results. And this is really dedicated to all of my entrepreneurs out there, financial advisors, coaches, anybody that is in the self-employed world, anybody that wants to see success and they want to work hard. If you have the drive, if you're like, fuck Scotty, like I'm ready to hit my next level. I'm ready to make this business easier and more effective. And I, and I'm okay working hard. If you want your hard work to be more effective, I'm going to share with you these three tips and you're, I think you're really, really going to like them. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So as I mentioned, I'm going to be sharing three tips and there's not only three tips, but these are my three favorite ones as I was brainstorming. So I was going for a bike ride, seeking inspiration and something that came up for me in creating this podcast episode was this idea that I talked to a lot of advisors. So I coach financial advisors on growing their business, becoming a master at prospecting. I work with entrepreneurs, self-employed individuals. And one of the things that comes up is at times there are, well, there's really kind of two different types of people uh, that I work with. I have one group of people that are like, I want to learn how to work less. Like I'm done with the fucking hustle. I'm done with the grind. I want to make more money, but I want to work less. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to have more freedom. I want to have more flexibility. That's one group of people. And then the other group of people uh, come to me and they're like, I want to grow my business, but I'm cool working hard. Like I, I don't want to work one day a week. I'll be bored. I, I don't know what to do with myself. Side note, I promise you there are things that you will do in your free time if you have more free time, um, but that's a whole nother podcast episode. Um, but the that group of people, they're like, I want to utilize the energy that I have. So maybe you don't have kids, maybe you don't have a dog, maybe you don't have a partner, or maybe you have all of those things, but you have the support in your life. And you're like, I really want to make this next level of business work for me. And I'm willing to work hard to get there. And so it's interesting because sometimes when I share 
with folks like, hey, I'm going to help you work less. Sometimes people have resistance to that. And I know that if you if you asked me, like Scotty from 2017, 2018, do you want to work less? I would have been like, fuck no, I want to work more because at that stage in my life, I hadn't built the business that I had built today. And so if somebody came to me and said, hey, you can work less, um, I would have been like, no, I don't want to work less. I want to work as much as I can so I can build this machine and then be able to take my foot off the gas later. That was my mindset at the time. And so I recognize that there are people that listen to this podcast or people that I work with who don't necessarily, they're not, their number one goal is not to work less. Their number one goal is to create more revenue for their business, make their business easier. And then maybe in a year, two years, maybe they'll have that light bulb moment where like, oh, I do want to work less. But for the folks that want to work hard, this is going to be a great episode for you. And this is going to be even a great episode if you're some if you're one of those people who doesn't want to work harder because I would consider myself part of the group of people who I have a lot of energy and I can work really hard, but I want to work really fucking effectively. I want everything that I do to have maximum impact. I want all of the time that I spend, all the energy that I put into my life and into my business to have 10, 20, 30 times results from one action. So I don't want to work hard just to work hard. I want to work hard and I use the word work hard in air quotes, because that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But I use the idea of I want to work hard for a specific intention. So I want to work smart. I want to work intentionally. I want to work with focus and with clarity. I don't necessarily want to work seven days a week, 10 hours a day, every day, just to say that I can do that. Or just as I am doing that, I've disconnected the belief system that I used to have, which was the harder I work, the more successful I am. I now adopt the belief system that the less I work and the more free time I have, the more successful I am. So I view success uh, from the lens of how much money I'm making and how much free time I have. Who wants a million dollars if you have to sit in jail for a year in order to access it? Nobody wants $10 million deposited into their bank account, but I'm but I would say, sorry, you got this $10 million, but you can't use it ever. You can never touch it. You'd be like, what's the point? I don't want to be a 10 millionaire. I want the life that a 10 millionaire can buy or can purchase. And so the reason that this is relevant. So to bring this back to the entrepreneurial conversation, if you're new in business, so again, if you're a financial advisor, if you're a coach, if you're listening to this and you are you have some type of side hustle, um, or even if you are an employee, it, one of the things that comes with this entrepreneurial world is that there's a lot that's not within our control. There's a lot that is not within your control, within my control. So for example, I can post on social media, but I can't control who sees it. I can't control who, uh, if the algorithm sends it to the right people. I can't control if somebody buys from me. I can send them a checkout link and I can share with them like why working together would make sense, but I can't control that they would buy. Um, so there's just a lot that you can't control in this entrepreneurial world and in business but one of the things you can control is how much energy and dedication you give to your business or said differently, how hard you work. 
And in a world of a lot of uncontrollable elements in the entrepreneurial world, being able to control something like how hard you work can give us this semblance of like, ooh, I know that I can't control a lot of shit, but I can control myself and I control my actions and my energy and how hard I work. So I'm going to control what I can control and operate from that place. And so the, the, the hard work aspect, in my opinion, when we're thinking about how hard am I working, I have control over that. Working hard can get you to a certain level of success, right? If you're an entrepreneur, if you're self-employed, if you work hard and you really give it your all, you can reach a certain level of success. There's no denying that, right? I firmly believe that because that I've experienced that. I hit $255,000 of revenue my second, my really my first full year as an as a financial advisor. My first year was a was a truncated year, so I um, I don't really count that because it wasn't a full calendar year. The so the first full year that I worked as an advisor, twelve full months, I made two hundred fifty five thousand of revenue, which is relatively unheard of in the financial advising profession. And that was through sheer hard work. There was no like actual strategy to that. And I'm going to share with you the things that I wish I had done differently, and what I'm doing moving forward. But my point is that it, it was possible. Like you can reach a certain level of success through hard work alone. Absolutely. And so let's say you're at 100,000 of revenue, you're at 150,000 of revenue, or even 200,000 of revenue. The question to ask yourself though, is how many hours am I working? Am I working like five hours a day? Am I working eight, nine, 10 hours a day? Am I working 12 hours a day? And how many days a week am I working? And what's my income? And then I want you to think about doubling your income. So let's say you, I'm going to just use an example of $100,000. Let's say you made $100,000 or you are on track to make $100,000. And you really want to double that to 200K. You're like, I really want to double that to 200K. And let's say you're working eight hours a day. I'm just going to be conservative. Let's say you're working eight hours a day, five days a week. So that's 40 hours a week. Do you really want to double your work? Like, do you want to go from 40 hours to 80 hours in order to make 200,000 of revenue? If we think about hard work in the linear sense, right? The harder I work, the more money I make, then we're going to reach an impasse. We're going to reach a blockade at some point in time. I don't know what that number is for you, but you're going to eventually hit a point where you're going to start to get burned out, where you're going to look at your business and say, I can't physically work more hours, right? Whether I have commitments outside of work, right? We all have lives outside of our business, whether you have kids, you have dogs, you have, you know, just things that you want to do in your free time. Maybe that you're losing a, um, a, a zest for life because all you're doing is working all the time, right? Maybe you're burning out because of that. I don't know what that number is for you, but all of us have it. All of us have that breaking point where more hard work has diminishing returns, where if you put in an extra hour, it's not going to yield an out like as much output as the input. And so the reason I bring this up is because if you're working five days a week and you want to double your income, you're going to have to do something differently. You're going to have to shift your business. You're going to have to see things differently. You're going to have to um, have a different perspective moving forward in order to actually accomplish that goal of doubling your business. And so 
the the reality is that hard work will get you to a certain level of success, but it won't get you to that multi, multi, multi million or, you know, even a half a million or your first million or your first 200,000, whatever that goal is for you. It's just not going to hard work alone will get you there. And the the reason for that is because if you look at or actually let me give you an example. So let's say you look around you, you look around you in life. And you think to yourself, not your personal life, but you think about like teachers and servers. You think about people like janitors that are working a lot, people that work multiple jobs that maybe work at fast food restaurants or Starbucks and they're going to school. And I have so much respect for those people because they're working hard, right? They're doing what they can within their purview, within what's possible for them at this moment in time. And they're thinking to themselves and they're working like, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours a day. But the teachers of the world that are working 10 hours a day, are they making the most amount of money? Well, clearly not, right? And so the question is, if hard work alone doesn't get us to that that income that we're looking for, what does? What, what are those missing factors that we need to have in place in order for the hard work to actually yield the results? So I'm going to share with you the three things that I believe are required, right? That are like foundational, that are required in order for, for you to reach that next level. And really, again, to bring this back to why I'm recording this episode in the first place, I want your hard work to mean something. I want your hard work to be more effective, more efficient, and more intentional. That's my hope for you in this episode. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take a sip of coffee. And we're going to get into, wow, I got myself a vanilla oat milk latte today. Woo! Creme de la creme. It is tasty today. I tried this new coffee shop near me. So we will be going back. So I'm caffeinated. I'm hydrated. I'm caffeinated. And I'm feeling good. And we're ready to go. So here are the three things that I think are foundational. And I'm even going to add in a bonus one. So I'm going to add in a bonus fourth one um, that's going to go in combination with the first one. So I'm going to go through all three of them in order. And these are not necessarily in order of importance, but they are all three, I would say, equally important. So number one, in order for your hard work to yield more results, you have to have a vision, period, end of story, full stop. And the reason you have to have a vision is because you have to have an idea of what you're working towards. This first one might sound so simple, and it sounds simple because it actually is simple, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily easy. The reason it's not easy is because sometimes we as humans get wrapped, we get so wrapped up in the doing of things that we lose sight of the end result that we're looking to accomplish. And then we get in a mode of action and we're regurgitating, we're not creating. When you have a vision for what you want your life to look like, right? So what do you want your day to look like? How much money do you want? How much money do you want in the bank? What do you want your business to look like? When you have a vision for how you think, how you want things to be, it morphs the activities that you do on a daily basis in alignment with that end vision. So for example, if I have a vision to be able to travel and work from wherever I want in the world and be able to make a fuck ton of money and not have to work super hard, then at some point in time, if I'm doing, let's say, one-on-one coaching, there's going to be a there's going to be a, a conflict there, an innate conflict. 
right? I'm not going to necessarily be able to become a school teacher if I want to make a million dollars a year and only work two days a week. Those two things don't mesh well together. Like they're, they're, they're mutually exclusive. So, um, it wouldn't be possible for me to progress down a path of becoming a teacher if I have the goal of making millions of dollars and of working less and doing things all digitally and virtually, like those two things don't match. And so in the world, like let's say I wanted to make a million dollars, but I didn't really kind of put that into, I didn't cement that vision. And then I'm doing all this action over here. I'm working so hard. I'm get, trying to get my teaching certificate. I want to get licensed. I want to apply for jobs. Uh, I'm taking tests. I'm studying. I'm doing all this hard work, but all the hard work is not leading me to the vision that I'm looking for and, and that I desire. And so ultimately the hard work really isn't going to get me to where I want to be. So it's pretty clear. And that was a pretty like simple example that hard work alone is not going to get you to that next level. And so the important thing to think about is what is your vision? What is your hope? What is your goal? And this could be three months. This could be six months. This could be nine months. It could be 12 months. But one of the guiding principles that has helped me so drastically over the past couple of years reach the half million dollar mark in revenue while working less and less and less is that I have the desire to make more money while working less. <laughs> I have that intentionality and it might sound kind of simplistic or um, you're like, well, duh, but it's one of those things that I actually really, I've internalized and I have created a lot of intentionality around that. So when I think about working, I think about working hard, I think about it in relation to the business that I want to build, which will support the life that I want to live. So the first thing is you have to have a vision. And I'm going to add in a bonus tip here. The bonus tip is there has to be, depending on what level you want to get to, there has to be some amount of scalability potential in your business model. So for example, if you're in a nine to five job, and if you're working at a company, the scalability of that is innately limited because there's only so many promotions and raises you can get in a year, right? Like, yes, it's possible to get multiple promotions and multiple raises. Like it's maybe very unlikely or very uncommon, but you certainly can, right? I'm sure that there are, there are people who have ascended up the ranks in a corporate role pretty quickly, but there's going to be a cap. You're going to go to your manager the next day and be like, hey, I, I know you just gave me a 20% raise, but I want another 20% raise. And at some point in time, your manager or whoever you ultimately report to is going to be like, hey, like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. We value you, but like the answer is no. And so the scalability there is going to, there's going to be a plateau of scalability. Um, another example, if you're a therapist, right? So let's say you are a therapist and you see people one-on-one. -on -one. There is a certain amount of scalability in that business model if you're seeing people one-on-one -on -one because it requires your physical energy to show up. And so the scalability component would be, as an example, you raise your prices. So that's increasing the amount of money you're making without working more hours. 
or you branch off and create additional lines of revenue through either your practice, through your therapy practice, right? So maybe you write a book, maybe you have an ebook, maybe you have an online course, maybe you do group therapy, that's one option, or you do it outside of your work entirely, like you buy Airbnb properties or things like that to scale your income potential through other means outside of your business. And so the scalability component is important for you to understand in the business that you're in, does it support the level of income that you're looking to accomplish in a way that's scalable for you? And so again, if you're doing one-on-one coaching, that's all you're doing, that's going to scale, you can scale that up to a certain point. And even in this, right, it's still, it's still possible for you to start charging like a thousand dollars a month, $5,000 a month, 10,000. You could charge a hundred thousand dollars a month if you chose to, right? It would probably take you some time to get there. But again, the scalability component is never going to be less time. It's going to be increasing your prices. And so that's just an encouragement to think about the business model that you're in. So if you're a financial advisor, I know I have a lot of advisors that listen to this podcast. The thing to think about is what's the most scalable part of my business? If I'm doing fee-based planning, as an example, and charging a fee for all my plans, how scalable is that? If I'm bringing over assets, how scalable is that? If I'm writing insurance, then how scalable is that, right? And so if you think about the scalability parts, you might come to the realization that bringing over assets is going to be the most scalable part of your business because you can aggregate a lot of assets and then hire a team to help you. And you could do that with all parts of the business, but the recurring revenue of the investment book of business creates a lot more um a lot more freedom with your income because you're able to make money consistently um, without having to continue to show up and bring in new people like you would in maybe different lines of business. So not necessarily a a recommendation for anybody listening to this. I'm just sharing ideas and some thoughts. But the first thing in order for your hard work to really reap massive benefits is to have a vision. And so that vision, I encourage you to sit down if you haven't before, or even if you have, this is still such a great exercise that I do pretty consistently. What is it that I want? What do I want my life to look like? How do I want my life to look in the next couple of years? And then how can my business support that is number one. So that's the first tip or idea or tactic or strategy uh, to really make your hard work reap better results. Number two is having a system or having a structure. And I'm going to break this down into segments. And so when, and I'm talking to the entrepreneurs in this um, part of the conversation. So there are two parts of our entrepreneurial businesses, the way I like to view them. There's way more than two parts, but there's two distinct parts of our, of our businesses. There is the back end, which is the serving of the client. And then there's the front end, which is the bringing in the new clients right? Whatever that looks like to you. So if you're a realtor, it would be serving people. So bringing them to the appointments, um, helping them with the contract, going through the inspection process, getting them over the finish line, that would be the back end. And then if you're a realtor, any marketing initiatives you do, um, advertising, asking for referrals, doing client appreciation events, that would all be front end, right? Bringing people 
new people into your world. And then back end is the supporting of the existing clients you have or or helping bring bring on new clients. If you're a financial advisor, it would start at the approach or fact finder. So once you met somebody and you did your first discovery conversation, that would start the back end. So that could include the process for making somebody a client, servicing them, annual reviews, investment insurance, underwriting, anything would be back end. And then on the front end, it would be all your dialing. It would be uh, reaching out to people on LinkedIn or Facebook asking for referrals, whatever that might look like. So that's that's the two segments of business the way I see them. One is offensive, bringing in new people. One is defensive. Defensive maybe isn't the perfect word for it, but it's the serving people through the process, right? And so the encouragement, in order for your hard work to really like, boom, like just create so much fucking impact, We got to have structure and systems for both. So both the front end and the back end. And before you kind of, you know, throw your phone into a river, if you're thinking like, holy shit, Scotty, this feels like a lot of work. This is not necessarily to say that you have to create multiple systems and have to be super robust, but we need to have a system behind the actual activities that you're doing. Otherwise, as entrepreneurs, everything falls on your shoulders. Everything will fall on your shoulders if you don't have a process or a system. So for example, on the front end side of the system, I'm going to speak to financial advisors. And if you're listening to this, you might be able to hear my dogs in the background. So this is why I record episodes in a different room, (laughs) but having two dogs, there is just some ebbing with the flows that needs to happen. Anyway, I digress um, because I can see my doggies in the background, which I love dearly, but sometimes they're a little bit of a nuisance. So um, on the front end of bringing people into my world, I help advisors um, actually craft a prospecting system. So a prospecting system is ultimately like, how are you meeting new people? How are you bringing them into your world? Um, And how are you solving that problem so that you can show up and simply serve? You can can show up and simply um, provide value to the clients that you're working with, right? So that would look like you being present with them through the discovery process. You bring them into the onboarding, like you serve your existing clients, you have annual reviews with them. You can be present through that whole part of the process and not have to stress about like, fuck, who's on my calendar for next week? I got to get more people to talk to. I don't have enough people to talk to or whatever the other, um, you know, fears or anxieties that might come up. So I help advisors create a system for that front end. And the system for my front end as a coach is this podcast, my social media, my Facebook ads, right? I have a system for the front end of all of my inbound and lead generation activities. And then on the back end, this might be a little self-explanatory, but uh, if not, then, then we can dig deeper into it. And I can share more on another podcast episode, but the back end is like, how are you supporting people and how do you have a system for that? And so the system might be that I, you know, every time I bring on a new client, every month we do a email to all my clients to thank them for working with me and 
uh, my teammate sends that out, right? Every single time. And, and so whatever the back end looks like, that was just a simple example. But the back end is essentially I'm I'm, I'm stating that you need to have a, a system or a process or a structure around how you serve people and how you move them through the process. Right. This could be emails. This could be um, delegation to your team. This could be SOPs or standard operating procedures, whatever that might look like. But if you don't have a system or a structure in place, either for the front end or for the back end, your business all falls on your shoulders, all falls in your brain. And you are going to reach a breaking point where you're like, fuck, I just don't have enough mental capacity or time of the day to get everything done myself. So, step number two is another sip of my oat milk latte. So good. It's so tasty. Step number two is having a system or a structure. And so if you are in the entrepreneurial world and you're looking, you're like, fuck, I want to work harder. I want to make shit happen. The second thing that I really encourage that you do is create some semblance of a system or structure for both the front end and the back end parts of your business. The last thing, so tip number three. So we went through number one is having a vision. So where do you want to go? And the bonus tip on top of that was making sure that your business can support the lifestyle that you want to live. So if you have a vision of helping millions of people, doing just one-on-one coaching is probably not going to support that, right? So we want to have a business that's in alignment with our vision that can support the life that we want to live, number one. Number two, having system or structure around both the front end and the back end parts of your business, whatever that might look like for you. That could be you hiring somebody for the back end and having them support you with um, serving your clients. That could be having email marketing campaigns that go out or email sequencing that could have, that could be Facebook ads and a whole um, system around how to bring people in, like whatever that looks like for you and your business. And if you're an advisor and you want to really master that front end, then there are um, there are ways that we can work together. Um, but that's really having a system and a structure. And then the third tip, tip number three, is having radical and massive clarity around what are the revenue generating activities that I, the business owner, need to focus on in my life. And so this is probably the one that is most important But I set this one as third because if you don't have the first two, this one can um, sometimes feel a little like out of nowhere or kind of like you can be off on an island. Meaning that if you, you can have clarity around what to do, but what you're doing might not be in alignment with your vision. And so now you're, again, you're at odds. You're like, well, I got radical clarity, Scotty. I'm gonna go off and drink every single night and party my face off and have a ton of fun but I want to make a million dollars a year business. I'm like, well, you can have clarity around what you want to do. But the reality is that those are not going to get you to your end result. So the the clarity around your revenue generating activities is this idea of you as the business owner, it is your responsibility. It It is on you to generate revenue, period, end of story. As the CEO, as the visionary, as the person who's running the business, generating revenue should be your number one priority. It should be the thing that you focus on the most. And that doesn't mean that every day you're doing sales calls 
because generating revenue for you might look like creating content for social media to get people into your world, right? Potentially. So you get to decide what generates revenue for your business, but that's, this is where it's important that you have clarity in what generates revenue for me and my business, and then what activities do I need to focus on as the CEO of the business to move that needle forward revenue-wise? And so this is one of my favorite things to talk about. So if you've worked with me or if you've been listening to the podcast, like you know, I love talking about clarity. I love talking about activities because this is the trap that a lot of entrepreneurs fall into. And I know I am totally guilty of it as well. It's this idea that we work for 10 hours a day, but the majority of our day is around reactive activities that are on things that are urgent, but not necessarily important. So if you are, for example, checking your email multiple times a day and responding to things, if you're scrolling on social media, if you're spending a lot of time on back-end activities, like you know, you're putting somebody into your CRM system and you're organizing it, and you're on your note section of your phone writing down a note and you're like, oh, I got to like book a travel ticket. So then you go on, you know, Google flights and you're like researching flights and you're like doing all this stuff during the day. So you're quote unquote working hard. But at the end of the day, you look back and you're like, well, did I actually move the needle forward? And you're like, well, uh, probably not. Like if I was just responding to emails all day, I'm probably not moving the needle forward. So before you go off and work hard, my encouragement is to get clarity around what are those activities that are revenue generating for you in your business and have that written down on a piece of paper, have that level of clarity focused first, and then you're off to the races. Then you can work hard. Then you can put in as much energy or effort as you want. But if you don't know what to focus on to generate revenue, then you could be spending a lot of time doing a lot of things that are not actually going to generate you revenue or move your business forward. So those are my three tips. Number one, have a vision. Number two, create systems or structure around both the front end and the back end. And number three, have radical clarity around what are your revenue generating activities as the CEO of your business, as the CEO of your life. Those are the three things that foundationally, if you can get those right-sized, if you can get those created, then you can wake up in the morning and work as hard as you want and go and hustle and whatever that looks like to you. You can put in the energy, you can burn the midnight oil and move your business in the right direction. If you don't have those things in place, what can happen is you end up exerting a lot of energy and you end up spinning your wheels, right? You try lots of different prospecting strategies, but none of them really seem to work. You're watching lots of different training videos, but you're like, but it's not really giving me a full system or process. You're you're spending a lot of time calling clients and trying to get them on the on the calendar, but then you realize that you know your vision doesn't align with that because you want to be working with this type of person. So these three things, these three little hacks or ideas are things for you to get in order first, kind of like foundationally get prepared, um, figure out, and then the hard work, you're boom off to the fucking races. So again, if you're somebody who is like, Scotty, I want to work hard. My encouragement is to spend some time working on those three things. And then all of your hard work will 
amplify and move you closer to your end goal. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Hit me up on Instagram at Scotty Taylor Jr. If you have thoughts, comments, I'd love to hear any revelations that you took away from the episode. And if there are other things you want me to talk about, let me know. Feel free to shoot me a DM or you can email me at assistant at scottytaylorjr.com. And that's Scotty with an IE. And I'd be more than happy to engage in a conversation and see what other content would be valuable for you. I love you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And thank you again for tuning in. And I will talk to you next time.